My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, June 15th, 2023, and this is episode 433 of the Lost Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian. How are we doing this morning? How's everything going? I'm trying to get everything kind of uh, back in order. I had another wonderful Microsoft loves you so they know better and want to restart everything and offer you Windows 11. Thanks, but I declined again for the 15th time. And I know Josh is there in the in the comments. Good morning, Josh. How are you doing? And Josh is saying, well, maybe you should run Linux. And I just don't. So, yeah. Eh, we all have our issues. Some of us use Apple, some of us use Microsoft, some of us use Linux, and yeah, they all suck in one way or another. At least they didn't all delete. That was a nice thing about tonight. Today is when I opened up my uh, laptop and it started loading up and it came up with that new, hey, do you want to upgrade? And I was like, no. And then I hit decline and it all loaded back up. It all loaded back up. That was great. But um, I have like all my notes, Windows. Uh, I do my notes in Excel and things like that. All the Windows panes are the right size to fit like on StreamYard in between the comments and the screen, things like that. Um, hey, it saved all my stuff. I'm very appreciative of that. But uh, as I opened it up right before the show, um, right before the show, I just popped it open and... I had now I'm having to resize everything, so I'm sure it'll happen with uh, the perfect cup and uh, history too. So I'm trying to get ahead of that and uh, talk coherently at the same time. So Josh says I didn't even have to say it. Uh, James is wondering what's going on with Domus. Um, just a quick note, I guess, before we get into the show today, Domus is um, Apple's putting the squeeze play on Domus like they do everything else. Domus is providing um, a method for um, a method for exchange of funds, um, whether that be uh, selling selling products in an app or whatever. Uh, Apple sees that there is exchange of funds there, and they want their cut, um, and will. Will, uh, you know, this is just a sky high overview. Is Will is like, yeah, mm. so they're gonna ban it from the uh, from the Play Store in a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, there's there's certainly ways around it. There's certainly ways around it. Will gets a cut of um, every Zap sent in Domus, and uh, I mean, Apple could just make a make a Nostr profile and get cut in on all the zaps from Domus. I mean, it'd be pretty simple that way, but that way it doesn't go through their thing. And I'm sure they want like 40%. So basically it's money. It's money. Google will follow suit. Um, I'm sure Vitor's kind of going, yeah, when am I going to get my letter uh, for Amethyst? And um, yeah, so. 
Uh, yeah, I uh, Kvong Kvong says in the comments that um, I saw someone call Apple a law firm. Uh, yeah, I saw it was a law firm that makes hardware and steals software. Yeah, I saw that too. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, um let me see josh says uh we're talking about noster right now by the way it's a it's a one of the noster clients to access noster on apple it's called damas it's the major one that most people on apple use uh renegade butcher says will's going will is the developer of damas is going to end up removing zaps from notes so it's only going to be zaps to profiles on damas because will is a cuck <laughs> he's appeasing apple yeah um gingerbread says snort in a browser yeah um that's what i was thinking i was trying to go through i don't have an iphone uh but i was trying i do have quite a few audience members that do and i was trying to kind of have a, a plan of action for them when uh, damas goes bye-bye and i really think it is snort through a web client um or through your safari browser and then uh, possibly josh have you tried uh primal through web interface, uh, primal through Safari, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's growing pains. It's growing pains. It's still the beginning and it's very, very, very beginning. So eh, it'll get there. It'll get there. Thanks for asking James. Thanks for asking what's going on with Domus. Um, I'm sure it'll be Amethyst next and all the other Plebster, all of them on Google play are going to be the same. If they offer zaps, they're going to want their cut. Cause that's what bitch companies do. Kbong says, where is the master client list? Um, is there one? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I downloaded that uh, version of Onyx, which is um, basically Amethyst cloned to not censor. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. He did an awesome job. That's the great part about open source software is um, a couple guys were talking about what something they didn't like about uh, Amethyst. And so they took the open source software and changed it and made it work. And then published it and it yeah so anyway anyway this is not really i i don't want to go down that nostril road too far and we're about six to seven minutes in so let's uh let's start rolling into the first couple segments of the day the perfect cup and um the perfect cup and history and i forgot to say what i got in my cup and it is um getting down there in that bag of gsd GSD again today, and uh, I needed it yesterday. I got a ton done, guys, and I'll talk about that after history. But yeah, little Noster update: Apple, Apple, Apple squeezing, uh, squeezing another one of their, um, squeezing another one of their apps for some money. Ah. <laughs> uh, Josh says the new Amethyst actually has a switch to turn the pre-filters off, so the new Amethyst and Onyx are good, are good again, both good again. Okay, cool, cool. They listened, you know, Vitor listened, and um, the uproar and the willingness of somebody to go to make a whole new client because they didn't like the option was uh, fantastic. So, anyway, <laughs> K-Box says Apple makes juice. 
let's uh let's get rolling into that perfect cup question and i apologize to everyone that was searching for it yesterday when i posted the question i posted the wrong image with it so it was the image from yesterday's question and i didn't realize it until it was all done and um yeah it happens it happens so limited response but i also had a little conversation with Corey and um I'm going to drop my answers in and I should probably start dropping my answers in at the beginning or at, at least at the minimum, the end of the segment every day. She says, you say you talk about it, but you never really often share your answers. So thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. It's time for the 99th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts join the discussion on my telegram group at t.me slash lots feed that's t.me slash lots feed i have a chat over on telegram but i've moved the question over to the feed so it doesn't get bogged down in the conversation doesn't get lost up and people have to scroll to find it it sits right there over in the chat it will be one of the first few messages and when i remember to post the right image there will be an image that goes along with it with the question and the episode number the perfect cup question of the day today is if you could change two things about the world, what would they what would you change? If you could change two things about the world, what would you change? So yeah, I post the question. I post the question in Telegram, I post it on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and on MeWe. Uh, and and also over on Noster. And when I don't post the wrong image, it goes out to all those places. And I try to sweep through and find out if there's comments. Most of the time, I'll get notifications. A lot of the time, though, uh, Facebook is lagging two, three, four days on getting me notifications. And I'll get one on a Monday for a question the previous Wednesday. Well, that does me no good. If you want to make sure to ha see your answers or have your answers heard or read on the show, please hit up that Telegram channel, the new Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed or Noster is the second choice and you roll the dice with others. But let's get to the answers for today's question. Corey was uh, giving me a little crap last night. She says, well, what are your answers for the question? And I said, well, I don't really. every day i said well i answer some days and i discuss other people's answers uh she says yeah but you say your answer so you should answer it and she's busted my balls pretty hard and i was like okay fair enough fair enough i said well what's your answer to the to, to the question today she says i don't know <laughs> she says well uh i said i got i got my answer i got my answer i said i would like there to be world peace and to end hunger this is okay miss congeniality and it was a joke. It was a joke, but I hadn't thought about it. A lot of the times I think about the question as I'm laid in bed before I go to sleep or in the few quiet moments I have before the show in the morning, uh, I put I put a few minutes into it. And uh, so I sat here and she was kind of spinning on it a little bit. She was playing her puzzle game and I was thinking about it. And I realized that even if I have the option to change two things in the world, uh, I really don't know what world what world that is uh, my world my world's pretty good right now and i think the only things in my world that i would change 
probably would be um, my bank accounts would be a lot fuller. My Bitcoin wallets would be a lot fuller. And I would probably already have several properties sprinkled out without <laughs> throughout the United States. And uh, that's how those are the two things I would make changes to my world. Uh, the rest of the world really doesn't affect me, um, at least at least enough to make me to make me want to change it. There are, there's a lot of shitty stuff in the world. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm making my world smaller. I'm making my world, I'm dialing it into my circle of control, my circle of concern. Um, and it is what it is. If I can avoid it, if I can work with it around it or, uh, or against it, it is what it is. But I've really tried to bring my focus into my world, but is that a cop-out answer? Probably. Um, yeah, I'll, I want to end end uh, end all wars and uh, all starving children. There's my answer. <laughs> anyway, Corey uh, didn't really end up giving me an answer. She she ended up saying, "Oh, I'll have to stick with the miscongeniality stuff that uh, that worked." Or did you end up coming up with something new? I'm pretty sure that's what you dropped on me at the end. But uh, she looked at me like I was I missed something. Oh, anyway, let's get to uh, get get to the answers that I pulled from the Telegram group. Where are they? Where are you? Oh, there you are. There you are. All right. Uh, Canadian Farmstead weighed in. He says, uh, I would remove all government. I mean, there is that. I guess I, I guess regulation is one thing, but I've really started to uh, ignore that also. But he said, I'd remove all government and then remove the ability for people to be assholes to each other. Let it be done. Let it be done, Canadian Farmstead. Would that apply uh, worldwide or would that only apply in Canada? Uh, Kyle says the government being a thing and the agriculture industry getting the appreciation it deserves. Man, that guy, that guy, that butcher, he ain't around this morning to uh, defend himself. But the backwoods butcher, he's a really concerned about uh, about uh, what people give him as kudos, give him as kudos. Uh the agricultural industries are going to get appreciation for what it deserves. <laughs> I appreciate you, Kyle. I appreciate you, Kyle. Joseph Blakesley comes in and says, I have to agree with both of those answers. And, you know, I do. Uh, government could go away and I really wouldn't care. Uh, especially. Yeah. Send them, send them. And um, people not being able to allow to be assholes to each other is, is a uh, pretty, pretty damn good uh good option i would say <sighs> all right let's move on golden crickets in the telegram feed the telegram channel says uh i don't think government is the problem it's the people that make up the government yeah you're, you're stopping short of the issue though that the people that make up the government are created by the system itself the system's set up to uh man it just it ruins people People go into government all the time with good intentions and good people go into government all the time with good intentions and they come out through the meat grinder. So, yeah, I don't know. It is government. I think it's the system. I think it spawns people. I think bad people um, take advantage of it even more. But I think the system is the system and whether they're good or bad when they go in, they come out like shit. Um, she says, I definitely think government is way too large and overreaching. And I think it would be best if it all went away for sure. If you removed sin, 
and could make people love their neighbor, then there wouldn't be any more problems. People would actually work together. Interesting. Interesting. Gingerbread weighed in this morning because I messed up and uh, and dropped the wrong picture. I'm guessing no one saw it and it got uh, it got uh, buried. Oh, there's Kyle. Good morning. Um, and Gingerbread says he would want to end war and uh, end welfare. If you don't work, you starve. And I don't know if I'd necessarily go to um, ending welfare. I think I could end welfare as a public assistance, as a <coughs> as a government funded. Uh, thing as a government run option. I think uh, charity through um, churches, through uh, voluntary organizations, through soup kitchens, I think privately funded and privately run charity um, and welfare to help people up when they have hard times is not a problem. I think uh, the bureaucracy of government and the ineffectiveness of spending other people's money uh, on to benefit other people is um, is the problem there. Also, the ease in which it um, it is it is obtained and um, the fact that it becomes a career and not uh, a help up. So welfare in its current state. No, James didn't say charity. Okay, welfare in its current state. Um, yeah, government run welfare. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I see, I see welfare and I hear people talk about it quite often and it's just all encompassing that, uh, that, yeah, but I definitely, definitely would love to go back to the, to the church, um, the church and private organizations of supplying that help up. Um, it was a really interesting, I saw a study one time and it might've been in Freakonomics or, um, something of that nature. But it was a correlation between uh, charitable giving and tax rates. And um, Gingerbread says charity has accountability. Yeah, there is that too. Um, it was a it was a uh, graph with um, tax rates versus charitable organ or char- charitable giving, and they were completely inverse. And it completely made sense that the more the more the government is stealing from you, the less you feel that you have or uh, feel you can contribute to others so when you're getting it taken by the by a gun uh and hey they're supposed to use it to help people what are you gonna do what are you gonna do anyway let's roll on here a little bit and uh and hit pip pip had an answer over in the chat and then i have some in the comments i see uh pip says uh here here ye well he said uh pip pip uh, pip declares i added in here ye here ye Pip declares, Pip declares his new uh, changes to the world. Uh, he is going to change and uh, and proclaim that there will be an elimination of all plastic pollution problems. Microplastics in the ocean, fixed. Plastic bags on the side of the road, gone. All recycled, reused, back to good use. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, Pip says, edit that. All pollution is now cleaned up. Nuclear clean, air clean. Well, we might leave L.A. a smog hole. Um, and then for his next trick. Um, 
uh, his next trick, he sighs a little bit. And uh, I was I was reading this one and um, and holding strong to the fact that we can only go 65 miles an hour. Our wheels are only or our uh, our tires are only rated to 65. So we drive 60 anywhere we are. But we stay in the right lane. Pip declares Pip declares that he would create a mathematical calculation for the dollar value of commerce and business value lost by those drivers going not as fast in the passing lane. If the second thing could not be able to work, can I pretty fucking please pip maneuver the left lane time leeches who loiter in the I'm moving faster than you lane? Imagine this scenario. A soccer mom who's angry with the world gets spun out on the passing lane because she was doing 62 and not 80. Pitch got moved out of the way. <laughs> Pip was a little ornery yesterday. You're going to find out in the history segment. He had a little bit going on. He had just a small, tiny thing to deal with yesterday. He was still able to roll in with a perfect cup question, answer, and also the history segment. So, Pip, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for sure. Now let's roll over into the live comments. Uh, and, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Mike, Philippi Nomad, good morning. Good morning. hear me when can you hear me when it blips out i was listening back to the recording and it seems like the the audio goes into the video freezing i don't know um we're getting the satellite a little better it still blips out i think it's every eight to nine minutes or something it, it wants to drop out sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but anyway mike's answer no more government mandates education tax taxes welfare etc and number two, all homes will have food gardens and some livestock production for some protein production. Uh, example of meat and eggs. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> K-Bonk says uh, his two things are going to be stop people from calling carbon pretty. Are you talking diamonds, my man? Are you talking diamonds? And uh, eliminate the doodle breed. <laughs> the Labradoodle. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Renegade says I went quiet into the blip. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure this out. I think in areas where it happens, I just have to roll with it and uh, be okay with it, but... Anyway, that is the perfect cup question of the day. We went a little long and uh, had a little fun here. And I suppose Corey's right. And I should keep answering the questions. There is one more question for this week. I will be posting it today. I will post it with the right image anyway, because it's a big one. It is a big one. Tomorrow is episode 100 of the perfect cup. Please look out for that answer way in and join us for the hundredth edition of the perfect cup a daily question and answer find that at the telegram channel the new telegram channel t.me slash lots feed it posts up there there's a little comment thing you reply all the comments stay contained within the within the post 
and so there isn't a long line of chatter about random things around it. It makes it easy, easier for me to grab the answers, make sure I don't, don't miss anything, and uh, get it over there uh, to my notes so I get to talk about it. So check it out at t.me slash lots feed. We also still have the chat there at t.me slash lots chat, or you can find it, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or MeWe, MeWe. Noster, Noster is the second choice for posting. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. And now back to the main show. Oh, Backwoods says hello to uh, Corey this morning. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says, I'm coming after those sats tomorrow. Uh, yes, tomorrow, 10K giveaway Fridays. We got 10K giveaway. We got a 100th episode of... That was a long one. That appeared to be a long one. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't understand how it works. I guess I have to learn more how the Starlink works to wrap my head around why it's so intermittent. Uh, and sometimes there's obstructions and sometimes they're not. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to end up like a madman here trying to trying to figure out my internet. You'll watch watch me slowly slowly spiral into a deep dark uh, place because the internet thanks elon anyway anyway uh we're gonna have new um <laughs> elon digimus says elon says no sats we can only talk doge let's uh let's let's do code word for bitcoin we'll just say doge because anybody listening to this should know i would never buy that so buy doge <laughs> Oh, yes, we got new rules coming down in the Liberty Meat chat. Uh, we're going to try to make um, we're going to try to make uh, make some interesting stuff happen with um, if if somebody sends the, the chat sideways, they're going to have to pay a, uh, a daily penance into a pot and then we're going to give it away to the people that don't do that shit. Kyle's Kyle's thinking he's going to have to show up and win every Friday just to pay his entry fee into the to the Liberty Meat chat. Uh, so let's see. Josh says it's all the UFOs getting between you and the satellites. Everybody else is saying Doge is on sale. I mean, Bitcoin is on sale. <laughs> uh, it says Apple's censoring Bitcoin. Was just freezing YouTube. It's not YouTube, dude. It's uh, it's actually Streamyard in my head. So I wish, I wish it was just YouTube because then I just go somewhere else. But when the main signal isn't going out, um, the main signal isn't going out. It doesn't help. But let's get to that history segment, and then I got a few things that uh, that I want to talk about that 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 came up yesterday. But anyway, let's uh, let's get to that history segment, Pip. Pip sweat his ass off to get this to us, and uh, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> All right, everyone. June 15th, Thursday, June 15th, 2023. This is another, 
It's another history segment brought to you by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Check out DuctionCups.com and uh, see what they got over there. See what they got going on over there. I'm sure you'll find something that you will enjoy. Order it up, play with it, give it away, spread the word. DuctionCups.com. June 15th, humans, happy Friday Eve, and I have a piece of history segment together. I have pieced this history segment together between trying to help fix the slight problem of no air conditioning in the house. It's 85 inside the house on a lovely Florida day. Big smiles coming from Pip as he was drenched in sweat. Dressed, drenched in sweat. This day, June 15th, 1763 B.C., we're back before the Jesus. Uh, Assyrians record a solar eclipse that is later used to fix the chronology of the Mesopotamian history. Link to that story in the blog post coming up after the show. This day in 1667, the first human blood transfusion is administered by Dr. Jean-Baptiste Denez. The first blood transfusion from animal to human was administered by Dr. Jean-Baptiste Denez, eminent physician to King Louis the, that would be 14th, XIV, 14th of France on June 15th, 1667. He transfused the blood of a sheep into a 15-year-old boy who survived the transfusion. Denise performed another transfusion into a Labrador who also survived. Both instances were likely due to the small amount of blood that was actually transfused into these people. This allowed them to withstand the allergic reaction. Pip's notes. Who knows their blood type? Yeah, and I want to know, did this kid, like, volunteer for this transfusion, or did uh, did he actually need it? <laughs> uh, this day in 1844, Charles Goodyear receives a patent for vulcanization of process called... For vulcanization, a process to strengthen rubber. Goodyear is credited with inventing the chemical process to create and manufacture pliable, waterproof, moldable <laughs> rubber. In 1855, in the last of three patent disputes with fellow British rubber pioneer Stefan Moulton, <coughs> Hancock's, or excuse me, Hancock's patent was challenged with the with the claim that Hancock had copied Goodyear. Goodyear attended the trial. If Hancock lost, Goodyear stood to have his own British patent application granted, allowing him to claim royalties from both Hancock and Moulton. Uh, both had examined Goodyear's vulcanized rubber in 1842, but several chemists testified that it would not have been possible to determine how it was made by studying it. Hancock prevailed. Goodyear tried to get all the rubber money, tried to get all the rubber money, and uh, didn't happen. Uh, let's see. Everybody thinks their idea is the best, and no one could ever come up with another one. A Goodyear. This, year, this day in 1934, the United States Great Smoky Mountains National Park is founded as the most visited national park in the United States. The Great Smoky Mountain National Park anchors a large tourism industry in the Sevier County, um, Tennessee, adjacent to the park. Major attractions include Dollywood, the second most visited tourist attraction in Tennessee, Obergatlinburg and Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies tourism to the park contributes an estimated $2.5 billion annually to the local economy. This day in 1992, the United States Supreme Court rules in the United States versus Alvarez Manchain that the permissible that it is permissible for the United States to forcibly extradite suspects in foreign countries 
and bring them to the United States for trial without approval from those other countries. Umberto Alvarez Mansion, a Mexican physician, was allegedly involved in the 1985 kidnapping, torture, and murder of Enrique Camarina Salazar, an American citizen employed in the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency by prolonging his life so that others could further torture and interrogate him. Dude kept the other dude alive so other people could kill him longer. There you go. There you go. I was just doing what I was told. This day in 2022, Microsoft retires its ubiquitous Internet Explorer after 26 years in favor of its new browser, Microsoft Edge. Pips notes, F off, micro whatever. Yeah, Microsoft, fuck you. Apple, fuck you. All of them, Pip hates them. I'm not saying that myself. I would never say something like that. Birthdays today, June 15th, 1479, Lisa Del Giocondo, Italian model, subject of the Mona Lisa. She died in 1542. Little is known about Lisa's life, born in Florence and married in her teens to a cloth and silk merchant who later became a local official. She was a mother to five children and led what is thought to have been a comfortable and ordinary steady income life. Lisa outlived her husband, who was consider considerably her senior. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Is that anything like Mona Lisa Vita from my cousin Vinny? Mona Lisa Vito? Huh. This day in eight, 1754, Juan Jose, yeah, El... Those letters don't go together. El Juar, Spanish chemist and mineralogist, a Spanish chemist and mineralogist who was best known for being the first to isolate tungsten with his brother Fausto El Juar in 1783. This day in 1872, John William Burgess was born English swimmer and water polo player, the second person to successfully complete a swim of the English Channel after Matthew Webb. He performed the feat on the 6th of September, 1911, on his 16th attempt. Early swimsuits were not becoming. Check out the pictures from the link in the blog post. And let's see who kicked off today. Let's see who kicked off today. Passings. This day in 1768, James Scott, Scottish mathematician and optician, a Scottish mathematician and manufacturer of optical instruments, primarily telescopes. During his 35-year career as a telescope maker, he produced approximately 1,360 of the scientific instruments. This day in 1992, Chuck Menville, American animator, producer, and screenwriter, an American animator and writer for television. His credits include Batman, the animated series, Land of the Lost, the real Ghostbusters, the Smurfs, Almost made it. Pip's inner child is hiding the sniffles. The little dude misses the weekend cartoons. Uh, holidays today, June 15th holiday. The United Kingdom celebrates National Beer Day. Cheers. And Pip says, I'm sure there's other holidays, but Pip's celebrating early for beer day. Cheers. Get shit done. Buy lots of silver. Lots of silver still on sale. Email Brian at info at the lots project.com. I added the info or uh, added the email address, but anyway. Buy some lots of silver and have a nice day. Check it out. 
check it out. Check it out later at the the blog post. All those links will be posted. Thanks, Pip, for for battling the heat, battling the non-air conditioning. I hope you got it fixed. And everybody, if you appreciate Pip going the distance, getting it done against all odds, please visit DuctionCups.com and show them some love. Let's roll back up into the comments real quick. Uh, yes, it's on sale. Yes, it's on sale. I see that. Um, you know, no, no, no. Backwoods Butcher says over in the Liberty Meat chat, he doesn't know how he feels about giving Lisa and Canadian Farmstead. It's not Canadian Farmer Backwoods Butcher. Uh, <laughs> send lawyers and money. <laughs> Oh, Canadian Farm says says hi, Brian, and also Corey. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Pip says good morning, Corey. Um, yep, yep. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Backdoor butcher. <laughs> Sometimes it just slips out. Sometimes it just slips out. Sorry. Oh, man. All right. Well, what do I got on the list today for me? I got uh, I got about 10, 15 minutes here left. Uh, yesterday, I was able to determine how much of a shit show doing my bearing greasing is going to be. I also um, have... Uh, package to pick up at the post office right now. It came in yesterday, but I'm picking it up today because uh, I wasn't going to be able to do anything with it until probably tomorrow and into the weekend. going to talk about what's in there. And I checked on my my seeds for my greens, my greens growing experiment. Uh, and uh, yeah, K-Bonk waves to Corey. Hey, you're getting waved. Now she's waving back. Jeez. For you, those of you not on the audio, she's standing behind me waving, or not on the video, I guess. Anyway. All right, let's get back to it. The quick thing, the quick thing, the, the greens growing experiment. Corey and I are, uh, are trying to eat better, and um, fresh greens, fresh greens are um, really hard to manage here. Uh, buying them at the store. We are probably a half an hour away from the closest store that's going to have any decent greens or a farmer's market, things like that. Um, making more than one trip a week is just uh, it's a lot of time and gas to do that. And our fridge is one of those cool old, uh, cool old RV fridges that's got a shitty thermostat. It's just like this floating uh, temp wire thing and it's not a dial like man why can't we just set the temperature and have it be that way but it goes sideways sometimes when you put stuff in the fridge it moves the it moves the temperature uh, where it's reading the temperature the thing freezes up never really gets too warm uh, our issue is that it'll freeze up it'll get too cold it freezes the lettuce um, things like that it'll refreeze our meat which is really fun when you go to make dinner uh, Anyway, it's hard to keep greens. Greens are bad as it is, especially when you get them from the grocery store uh, at that, and they go bad quick. So we're trying to figure out how to um, um, trying to figure out how to grow them and still be mobile, 
still make it easy to bring them in and out. I would love to do cracky. I would love to do a hydroponic system, but water and traveling, water and moving, water and not having a lot of room. It just, it, I don't know if it's going to, um, I don't know if it's going to work. So I'm trying to think of some small soil growing systems, some small, um, very um, mobile systems that we can move outside when we stop somewhere and bring inside for travel. I'm thinking soil. I'm thinking possibly cocoa core. And all we want is cut and come again greens. We want lettuce. We want spinach. We want mustard greens, things of that nature. That's it. I don't need them to develop. I don't, I'm not trying to grow tomatoes. I'm not trying to grow peppers. I'm not trying to grow all that shit. All I want is cut and come again. Um, greens like we had in our micro greens or our uh, hydroponic system in our, our kitchen when we were in Minnesota. So I started messing around and I have all these seeds that we brought with us and they've been in the back of the truck. They've been hot. They've been cold. They've been everything back and forth. And so I wanted to do some greens germination or some seed germination testing. <coughs> So I did it. Sunday, I set it up. I uh, tested a couple of different types of lettuce, uh, a couple of different types of spinach and a mustard greens that we really like. And I had pretty good success. So I don't think my seeds got too damaged with the weather changes. Um, and I think I can move forward with the confidence that it's not anything to do with the seeds if I run into issues with uh, the growing methods. So I think the first method I'm going to go with, like I said, it might be cocoa core since we have to carry that anyway for the composting toilet. Um, and I'm going to see how that rolls. I'm seeing that there's might be some nutrient issues. Uh, some of the, some of the nutrients might be locked up in the cocoa core. Uh, and also some uh, concerns with how it's processed and some things that that can do to it. We buy some decent cocoa core uh, and weird. We buy a decent cocoa core to put our poo in. But um, yeah, we buy a decent one. So I think we're, we're good there. I have to look in just a little bit more. I have to look into um, the, the nutrients that are supposedly locked up in it. And see if I'm going to need to supplement with any sort of just maybe a little bit of liquid fertilizer. A lot of the um, a lot of the articles I'm finding about growing in cocoa car are revolving around uh, growing cannabis, and uh, there's lots of cannabis nutrients to add to smooth things out. And I'm not sure if that is going to be an issue on the level I'm going to be doing. I don't know if it's going to, um, I don't know if, if it locks it up enough that my little bit I'm going to need for greens production is going to be an issue. So we're going to play with that. Uh, I'm not really worried about killing shit. If it grows and it dies or doesn't grow, we just try again. Um, it's not a, uh, it's not a, um, hair on fire emergency by any means just an experiment if we can set something up all the better and it'll be great content i have video of doing the greens or the germination tests that i have to add it up and get out there and uh yeah so there's that there's that so i completed that yesterday i got uh, got them all checked and was very happy with the results the mustard spinach was um phenomenal like i think it was 100 percent germination rate so that's cool that's cool because we really like that stuff Yes, I said mustard, spinach. It's some weird greens 
that we found when we were doing the hydro system and it's really good it's really good so check it out check it out what else what else yesterday um okay so we need i need to grease the bearings uh repack the bearings grease the bearings on the trailer uh as we're before we headed out this time we are sitting here we've kind of made a plan since we took off that uh we have that on a rotation and it's time to get it done i told Corey that we're going to be sitting for a while it's a good opportunity to take the time to do it we have a bunch of other maintenance stuff on the list that we're going to knock off before we leave well the bearings were one of them i have not done the bearings on this vehicle i've i've uh, done a lot of bearings on motors in industry and maintenance jobs uh on trailers and things like that i have not done them on this trailer took a Watched a few, uh, watched a few refresher videos on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I've done that plenty of times. Like it's the same as most things, um, that it's just transfers, same part, different application." And so, as I was watching this video, um, I had forgot about the easy grease bearings. Uh, I had had some on a trailer uh, at one point, a snowmobile trailer. And then uh, had also done a lot of the manual repacking of bearings. And what the easy grease system is, is basically there's a grease zerk. Um, so you have your hub, you have your two bearings, you have your seal on the inside. Usually you have a nut, a castle nut, or a pin that holds the nut in on the front. Um, and then to repack the bearings, you take it all apart. You manually put the grease into the bearings. You manually put everything back together. You fill the cavity with grease put it back together, you put the nut on and you go go about your business. Well, you have to take it all apart. You have to re replace the seal, which might end up happening anyway. But there's, there's uh, more of a chance for damage. There's more of a chance and it takes a lot longer. You're taking everything apart. Well, what the easy grease system is, is there's a grease zerk on the front. So you take the wheel off, you take the dust cover off, and, uh, well, before you take the dust cover off, there's usually a little rubber uh, stopper that you can pull that out. And there's a grease zerk under there. You hook up to the grease zerk with a, a, a grease gun. You pump the grease in. It pushes the grease into the back and then pushes all the old grease out the front. You wipe it away as it comes out. You keep pumping and filling until you see new grease. And then it's repacked. I mean, by physics, it pushes it out and replaces degrees um it's quicker you don't have to take the whole thing apart i see one possible concern is i'm not taking the hubs off to get the number for the bearings and the seals and i have a feeling that when i go to repack at least one of the four tires the seal on the back is going to leak i'm going to be pumping grease in and it's not going to push through because it's just going to leak out the seal I'm going to end up taking it apart and having to replace the seal and possibly the bearings anyway. Uh, if that seal's leaking, I'm guessing the, the grease has, has pushed out and might have caused a little damage. I haven't seen any telltale signs of, of bearings leaking or, um, or issues coming from it. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I'll just be able to hit them each with a grease gun and um, go from there. That would be fantastic. Uh, the other pain in the ass is I have to take the tire off. If the dust cover situation wasn't like it was on my rims, sometimes there's just a pop-off cap. You don't even need to remove the tire to do this. But, yeah, you know, 
you get it. You get it. So it'll uh, it'll be an interesting thing, but I was very pleased to see that it might work out to be less of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Pippinai says it's the greasiest when you need to pee. Yeah, uh, that's just anything in general. As soon as your hands, as soon as your hands get dirty, whether it's grease or dust or char or whatever, uh, as soon as it gets dirty, you got to itch your nose. You got to sneeze. You got to pee. You got to do something. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Kyle says, it's always optimistic to guess one is going to be a shit show. I always walk into multiple animal slaughters that way. I mean, here's the deal. I have to be prepared because we're 30 minutes away from the nearest auto parts store that would have a seal and a bearing. And like I said, I don't have that information handy. Normally, it's going to be on the bearing. It's going to be on the seal. I have to take the hub off to get that information to have the parts on hand. So what's going to happen is I'm going to be doing these. And my plan right now is to do them one a day. Jack it up, jack up the trailer, pull the tire off, do it, put it back together. And then the next day or a couple days later, do another one. What I see happening is I'm going to get the first one up. I'm going to get it done. It's going to take like 20 minutes. I'm going to put it back. I'm going to do the next one because it only took 20 minutes. I'm going to do the next one. It's going to go great. I'm going to get to the third or fourth one. I'm going to jack the thing up. I'm going to start greasing it. Grease is going to blow the fuck out the back. I'm going to have to take the take the hub off, take it out, get up, get the serial number for the seal and the or the model number for the seal and the bearing drive a half an hour one way, pick them up, drive a half an hour back, then do the whole bearing, repack it, reinstall it, and get the tire on before I can drop the drop it off the jack. When it's a trailer you're not living in, when it's a trailer in your driveway, and Backwood says, can you look up the model number? Yeah, I'm digging in. I got a serial number for the trailer, um, which I should probably be able to get back to the axle types. Or, um, one, uh, I might be able to get a tag off the, off the axle. I got to crawl under there and really look. It did. I didn't see anything, um, prominent when I had the tire off yesterday. So, uh, James says, if you can get parts, I would carry four seals and one set of bearings and races to avoid the fact of we can't get it for six months. Yes. Yes. Um, and also the fact that if I, I have a seal go or a bearing, I'm more than willing. I don't want to do this, not saying that this is ideal by any means. But if shit is going sideways while we're traveling and I had a seal and bearings and a race and I had issues going down the road, I could do the work on the side of the road. I could. Josh says, yeah, and when you get to the parts store, that seal will be out of stock. Absolutely, absolutely. Luckily, there are multiple uh, auto parts stores in that town, so I'm I'm thinking I'll be able to pick it up. And I'm guessing it's going to be a pretty stock, um, stock bearing and seal. So it's just a matter of getting it and... Uh,
hi, I'm back. Uh, if I can't come up with the number prior, I'll definitely dig in and get that um, get that information and get those in stock so I have them going along. K-Bong says, Grease type is a huge rabbit hole also. Oh, yeah, Grease. So when I was at that startup uh, making the synthetic crude, we ended up going um, and going down the road when they wouldn't buy our synthetic crude oil. Um, what's the next best option? We were we went into um, researching producing both bar and chain oil for chainsaws out of refined uh, refined uh, waste oil, and also making greases and lubricants out of our synthetic crude oil, so plastic to grease. And so the CTO went to many conferences, and I was always asking him to forward me reading material because. I had 12 hour shifts of watching a control room that sometimes didn't, nothing happened for eight to nine hours at a time. So reading was uh, great. Ian would send me tons of uh, grease material. So um, backwards says, check the R RV dealer. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, Golden Crickets, good morning. How are we doing? How are we doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's it with the bearings uh, rolling in 53 minutes. So I'm going, I'm not going to give the Comfrey uh, story its own, uh, its own. I'm going to leave with it tomorrow um, and give it enough time. But one little sneak peek is I got Comfrey coming. Um, yes. If you listen to the show, you know, I used to grow Comfrey. I grew a ton of Comfrey in Minnesota. I sold it. I uh, made products out of it. I did all sorts of shit. I had uh, probably over 200 plants. I think when the last count came, I had uh, easily 200 plants that I, well, I had 200 plants that I was in my rotation for stock. Uh, we also had plants everywhere on the property that we would just randomly plant roots and crowns and things when I was cutting orders. But anyway, we moved. How are you going to do a comfrey farm in a box? How am I going to sell this? Um, how am I going to produce this? Well, I tried to sell some before we launched. It was kind of like a Kickstarter-ish, and it really wasn't the right time. Uh, but I did do some work. We, I took what I was going to do for the comfrey farm in a box. I packaged it up and I talked to a few people. I made some arrangements. I am still selling comfrey. I am also selling comfrey through someone else. Uh, not also, I am selling it through someone else, getting my product. My product is coming from a farm in a box. Almost one year ago, it's coming up on a year and that's why I'm talking about it now. Um, I packaged up a farm in a box and I sent it to someone. I've mentored them, I've counseled them, I've helped them through the process for the last year. We've done one single product listing on uh, on one platform. It uh, It is a, a fraction of what actually could come from this. And I looked yesterday and we have uh, topped by that one product, that one listing, that small little listing, we have topped over $1,000 in gross revenue in the past year. That's counting the six months it took for that, that root to take stock, uh, for those crowns to take stock, for them to be cultivated, uh, and then ready to start selling. And we hit go earlier this year 
uh, probably six or seven months into the process and we're over a thousand dollars gross revenue for the first growing season uh, that it's established. That will only increase as time goes on the available root stock to sell. Uh, we still have another half a year in his growing zone. So we have well over a thousand dollars. We'll have, well, I would say if we only push this one listing, we'll have, we'll hit, we'll hit 1500 to $2,000 just from uh, a one small root listing. There are tons of other places that I can have you list it. There are tons of other places that uh, you can make different products, but I'm going to sell them again. I've been talking, talking to the person working with, um, we're doing some documentation on really how easy it is and how much you can make off this. And we're going to list price it. We're going to list price it at uh, $420. Uh, we're going to run some sales every now and then, uh, drop that off a little bit. But now, after waiting the year, after cultivating the project, after running someone through it, I have verifiable information. Now, granted, it's going to depend on your growing zone. It's going to depend on how long. But we're looking at a double return on investment in gross sales in under a year with a six-month lag time on planting the product. And we're only, we're only halfway through the growing season of year one. You will be able to keep multiplying and, and increasing this sales model for years. Your return in, 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 on investment in this box can easily come back in the first year. And you have it. This plan is going to live forever. You're going to be able to propagate it. You're going to be able to sell it. You're going to be able to make money off it. And honestly, once you pay for your box, who cares? You're even. Pay for your box and double it for your time and effort for doing the work. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And you're going to say, well, farm in a box. I don't have any room. I don't have acres and acres to do this. I'll tell you what. I sent the farm in a box to somebody living on a suburban lot. Not a suburban lot, an urban lot. And this is what we're doing. We're getting the documentation together. We're getting the information together. We're getting the sales package together. It'll be coming soon. But for listeners of the show, if you're interested in it, anybody that says you heard this on the show, and I'll be talking about it today, probably a little bit tomorrow, um, and going on throughout the weekend as I document installing one of these, that's the other thing, is I got one coming. I'm going to install one of these on Tim, uh, Tim Toolman Tim's property. And so we'll have all sorts of content and how-tos. It's going to come with a year of, um, of consulting from me, a year minimum. Uh, walking you through it, walking you through it like I have my first customer and showing you how to make it happen. Listeners of the show, $299, $299, send, send me a message and I will, I will, I will honor that for show listeners, um, in the meantime, until I get it up, listen, get it up listed and all the web page and the, and the documentation up. It's going to be probably $420. That's where we're sitting. That's where we're sitting on price, but $299 right now for anybody listening to the show, just reach out on telegram, on any of the socials, on, uh, on email, 
info at the Loth Project if you're interested in a comfrey farm in a box. More details coming soon, but I always like to give the sneak peek to my peeps that uh, listen on a daily basis. So I appreciate that. And we're running a little late here, so let me hit these real quick. Ian Williams coming up tonight. Could be an interesting interesting interview. Um, guy grew up in Minnesota. He's been through some addiction things. He's, uh, he's really immersed in nature. And yes, he's a social justice warrior. Um, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. See how it goes. Let's see how it goes. You're going to want to tune in tonight. Another live edition of Lots to Talk About on Thursday night. Usually pre-records on Thursday. Last couple of weeks, they've been live. Had uh, Porterhouse on talking about biochar. And this week, Ian Williams. We're going to walk through this guy's life and see where it goes. See where it takes us. So if you want to find out, join in. Join in. Feel free to ask questions in the live comments. Uh, item of the day, RV collapsible basket, bin, sink. Uh, you can use it for all sorts of stuff. It's a Yeto, 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 Y-E-T-O. They make a ton of different collapsible and uh, RV-friendly equipment we, and products. We have a bunch of them, but today I'm featuring the collapsible basket. It's like a picnic basket, sink. It can be used as a tub uh, to transport things. We used it before we got into the RV. We're using it after we got in the RV. Uh, have plenty of these products. They're tough. We like them. We keep buying them. Uh, check it out the Yeto collapsible basket slash sink blog post up and uh, Amazon link in the video description. Video description, video description. It's Thursday, guys. Don't forget 10K giveaway tomorrow and the 100th episode of uh, The Perfect Cup. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up over an hour. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>